0: Get the, uh, most of, I, I don't want to say most, I'm going to say none of you know this. But if you don't, it certainly could die to do it over. And if you don't, if you've never seen this before, it's like really crazy. Here it is. Okay. So there are many, it's not many. The Torah, as we know, is like a, like a lo- it's like a lotus plant. You see part, but there's many, 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 many layers, right? Many layers. We know, for example, that the Torah, that there are four primary types of learning. It's called Parades, which means, par- which means an orchard or paradise. Pshat, which is the literal interpretation, and then you have remes, which means like they'll say like homon Minator Where do we learn about homon from the Torah? And it says in the Gemara Megillah, Hamina in reference to the the tree of life. Hamin is like homon, you know. That's called rem, Remozin, similarities. And then you have Drush. Drush is when you're... It's a different type of learning. And finally, there's soul which is Kabbalah. The, uh, the Torah is just loaded with everything. I remember I had a Rosh Hashiva. His name was Revival Khan And he said to me once, he said, what's the difference between Torah and, let's say, science? Fair question. So he said to me, he said to me, if you wanted to know, if you have a flock of black birds and white birds which bird would lead the pack or the flock okay or or if you had white sheep and black sheep which would lead the flock so if you're a zoologist or what you would do is very simple you would make experimentation we have a scientist walking in right now right if you wanted to know if it hurts to pull out a tooth, what do you do? You pull out a lot of teeth and you find out if it hurts, right? That's the scientific approach, right? You, you make experimentation, it's you scientific. see what happens. Okay. Works good. But the Torah says, the, the Torah is a priori knowledge because it's from God. So, it says in the Apostle, There was night, and then there was day, and therefore, the black sheep will lead the white sheep, and the black bird will take leadership Sounds very over. I'm just joking. It's not racist. I'm joking. The black bird will yeah. lead, o- will go forward over the white bird, because within creation itself, God made it in that fashion. But you have to be such a Talmud Chacham that knows how to interpret things that way. You know we'll understand that's what five will come once taught me you know and uh, you can look it up and it does work that way blackbirds go in the white birds but again two different ways of learning so the torah is full of it the problem is that we don't know how to learn we don't know how to read the torah if you remember i showed you the gemara two weeks ago about germany right in world war Two, right famous German. famous gemara it's in it's in Megillah, Rav It says that Asaf prayed to Hashem. I'm not Esav. Uh, Yaakov prayed to Hashem. Don't let Asof get his desire. And then the Gemara says that what is that desire? That right? That Germany, as the commentaries say, Ashkenaz should get loose because if they get loose, they're going to destroy the world, which is crazy. So how many? I just looked up today because I had a very interesting conversation with the boys, and I was very surprised with the answer. But we're all affected. We're all affected by Western society, I think. So, how many people died in World War Two? It was like twelve 20 was no, million. Twenty million. Seventy-five. Look it up and Google. Said seventy-five million. Didn't we look it up the other day? I. No, they looked it up today. The boys looked it up today and said that the google said that it was 70 between 70 and 75 million now if they were wrong it's a different number whatever number it was it's a hell of a lot we were looking up how many soldiers that's what we wanted to know how many german soldiers were killed that's what we did. and it yeah that wasn't the total number of people and what was it, it was four, 2 4 million i think and I think it was two. I think it was two and a half million and and how long and World War Two was only like like twenty years afterwards. And yet they went to war. That's crazy, by the way. No matter how you cut it, twenty million people die in the army. I mean twenty million in the army? I'm saying not twenty. Two and a half million in the army and then twenty years later? That means I mean fathers law like That's crazy, that's crazy. So these things are hidden all over. So this was a very famous, this is not what I was gonna do, but it came on my mind, now half of you know this, and if you know it, do me a favor, don't blow it for everybody else, you know? I once saw that it's a very big mitzvah that if somebody tells you a joke, you know, you you have a little kid, and he came home from school with his first funny joke, (laughs) and he says to you, I have a joke, daddy or uncle or whatever, and the, the joke goes, Pete and repeat were on a boat. You never heard, you heard this. You don't know this joke? All little kids, this is the famous kid joke. Pete and repeat were on a boat. Pete fell off. Who was left? Repeat. So then you do it again and again and again, right? Because that's what makes kids laugh. So you know, that's what you do. You got it. Repeat and repeat. we about yeah. Pete fell <laughs> off. Who was left? Repeat and you do that all the time. Okay. So I don't know who said it, but it's a big chesed not to say I know that one, mm. or you know, or you have somebody who's like giving a really good drush and it breaking their head. They come in and then all of a sudden it says. Yeah, it was, uh, the, the some sofas said that. <laughs> Boom, what are you doing? What are okay. you doing? That's bad midos. That's really, you got to be careful. Sometimes you know exactly what they're going to say, you know? You know, did you tape it yet? Are you taping the tonight? Yeah. You know what your wife is going <laughs> to say, right? But you can't tell her that she's going to say that. Anyway, Megillah assistant Unbelievable! There were ten sons of. By the way, how did that happen? That they were. Where did he? What was the story with Haman? How? Where did he come from? What was the deal? So it's important just to know that uh, Shaul had an obligation. We're going to go through this tonight. Shaul had an obligation mm-hmm. to kill Amalek. So his 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 deal was to kill Amalek. I got I okay. go, Yeah, the king of Amalek. Kill all the Amalek people. And he did. He killed everybody. But he left one person. Ago. And what did Ago do? He got a few people impregnated in that little period of time. And that's where that's where Hammon comes from. It's crazy. It's mama's crazy. So he's got a lot of kids. So it says at the end of the Megillah, or in the middle of the Megillah, that um uh, they were hung. The ten children of Haman were hung. But if you remember, I don't have here, I don't have it with me, because I didn't bring a Megillah with me. But if you look through the, the, uh, the famous, very famous thing, if you look through the Megillah at the point where you have the listing of the ten sons who were killed that you're supposed to say in one breath, you know, Parshandosa, Dalphon, you know, all the deal. If you look clearly, you'll see the little letters. It's like Parshandosa is spelled with a little tough. Right? And if you look, you can see there's a little, little tough over there. And then the next one is Parmashta. There's a little shin. You see the little shin? You remember this, word? You probably remember. I don't
1: know. I know. You do
0: see this? So, and then on the bottom, you have Zosa. No. This is, don't, if you know it, don't talk I know, about I it. Just you, said, you just said, said don't, just don't said give it away, about, but I really don't know so it. So, you have a <laughs> tough, okay? You have this all over in Sha, in the Torah. You'll have, like, the general normal situation is that the letters are all written uniform size. But sometimes you get an aliyah, and you'll see a long resh. You ever see that? Or a long hay, or a long dolled, same size, but very, but longer than regular. What's shot What's pshat? Pshat very simple. We know that every column of the Sefer Torah has to begin uniform, and every and it has to begin uniform and end uniform. Each column is is, is exact, but each each sofer. Writes differently. Oh, stop it. So, but each sofa writes differently, a little bit differently. And every Sefer Torah is different size. So it's a skill to be able to figure out. Imagine you got a little, little, little Sefer Torah, so you got to cram it in there. You got a big Sefer Torah, you got to spread it out that it fits. That's how they identify a Sefer Torah, if it was ever stolen or anything. Because, and I'm just making this up, in the 53rd, par, you know, the 53rd chapter, there's a, a very long race, let's say, right in the middle. And the other sefer Torah don't have the same length of it. That's, so that's not unusual to see. But you once in a while, you'll see a letter that it's not stretched out, but rather it's a different size like the Aleph in Vayikra. Remember the famous Aleph in Vayikra? What's the Aleph in Vayikra doing over there? So the Midrash says that Hashem called to who? To Moshe, right? And Hashem said, I'm only going to call you by the name Moshe because of the mother, Bas, the, the, the the adopted mother, Basia, the daughter of Pharaoh. And that little Aleph there is supposed to remind you that Hashem called out to Moshe. Okay. So if you look over here, you're going to see it's very interesting. In the middle of the Megillah, you have the ten sons, and you have a little, you can pass it around, you'll see it. you got a little tough and a little shin, and a little yud, in the first letter, in the middle, and in the last one. Okay, so you can pass it around if you want to look at it. And you'll see in the real Megillah it has it. So what's that about? So, you can go online and you could read all about this because this is like just fascinating. There was a, a big tzaddik in World War II. His name was Rabbi Weissmandl, And he was a big tzaddik, a big Talmud Chachem. And he didn't find, but he noticed codes in the Torah. Remember, there used to be a thing called the Bible codes? So he was like the early, one of the early ones that was working on it. By the way, you can go look, Dostokane and Balitosis does it also. They they were, I think the Dostokane and Balitosis was a Rishon. But they did that also. So I'm going to put this on for a minute. We're having show and tell tonight, watching the internet. Can you imagine that? Okay, so. Okay, so you'll see right away. There's a lot on this guy, on this, but this was like... um, Okay. Oh, the
1: code's in the Torah.
0: Yeah. So, so. We're do I it. think I
1: might know something that I'm not going to say.
0: Well, don't say it.
1: I'm not going to say it. Don't say it. Don't
0: even dream. You want the projector. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I I want to write it in no, an envelope
1: sh- and seal it. See if what I'm going to say shut is. Shut up. <laughs> what you're going to say. The people no. on this side. Okay, use, so let's do that again.
0: Yeah, you're good. Okay. Who has today and hang Haman's ten sons on the gallows tomorrow. That's the puzzle. tomorrow refer to
1: in the future, nineteen forty five, I know exactly History what she asked is. for it's ten credible and ten remain nineteen forty six reports from the sea. You major Julius Stryker filled out that greeting cool. and followed as he climbed the thirteen stairs with the words, Now I go to God. Worm Festival, nineteen forty six, and now to God. Astonishingly. In the book of Esther, the names of Haman's sons are traditionally written with three smaller sized letters, spelling out the Shahs, the numerical equivalent of the year 1946, the year that the ten Nazi war criminals were hanged. And Esther said, If the king sees fit, give the Jews leave to do as today and hang Haman's ten sons. The gallows tomorrow. Esther's tomorrow referred to a next day far in the future. 1945. Esther asked for ten, and ten remained 1946. Reports from the scene. Duke Major Julius Reicher bellowed out that greeting and followed it as he climbed the 13th God. Astonishingly, the book of Esther, the names of Heyman, that crazy? That's crazy? Now,
0: if you go more into depth into the story, <coughs> of this story, see there were 11. The Nuremberg trials were in Nuremberg, because that was like the, where the Nazi biggest rallies were. So they chose to do it over there. There were 11, they were eleven, but the guy, Herman Goering. Herm- Go- yeah, Goering, who was the head of the Air Force, uh, Luftwaffe, he killed himself. So then there were only 10. And this was what he said, the that he says, Purimfest, 1946. I mean, that's the last words he said. That's a, like a crazy, thing. that is a crazy thing. To say, okay, just wanted What's, to. What,
1: what part of the year was that? Like, what month? October? Like, when was it? Was it was October. It
0: was October. It was October. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It, wasn't part, no. Part. no, he was killed in October. I think it was October. It, it was supposed to be. Here's the real thing. He was supposed to. They were supposed to be killed in 1945. In this, uh, 1945, in the in the spring or something. However, the church decided that they wanted to appeal the death sentence to the Nazis and they should have life in prison. So it took like six months to a year for the appeal to go through, and then they were killed. Okay, they didn't listen to the church. So it turned that it just passed into the year Tuftshin Zion. It just, just so it crazy. Went, it went over. You know what I mean? It was supposed to be before. So, just thought interesting little tidbit of knowledge over there. Now we're going to go back to the Gemara that we were talking about yesterday, last week. So, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's see what time here. We have time. Okay. So last week we were talking about our good friend Vashti, and why Vashti didn't want to go naked. Why didn't she want to go naked? Not because she was modest like you thought. No, no, no. She wasn't modest. She wasn't a base Yaakov girl. Not at all. Really, she wanted to, she was very happy to walk around with nothing on. The problem was that she came down on a Lutzoras, some kind of. Or she had a tail. It's one or the other? Well, two different opinions. But the bottom line is she didn't want to go out. So so then the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, so am I dolka bey kulahai? So, like, I mean, after all, why did Ahasuerus get so angry at her? I mean, you know, what like she just didn't wanna show up with a tail. That's reasonable. If if somebody's wife showed had had a growth growing out of herself like all of a sudden, right? And she calls up the dermatologist and says, I, I gotta come. Something's happening over here. And then Hubby says, Well, you gotta go out naked right now, though you know, we have a you know a date over there, you know. So I can understand that she would say, I don't feel so comfortable going tonight, right? How many people like going to the dentist when you have bad breath? How many? nobody right everybody knows they sit there they try they haven't brushed their teeth in six it months's <laughs> been six months they haven't brushed their teeth and all of a sudden they now they go and they start you know what I mean like do whatever they can right yeah, but you're wearing a mask so, anyway. so so we understand that so why did the ask that question why did it bother him so all of a sudden he's like such a bit guy what what's going on over here so because ah, says I'm a rubber because rubber says you know what she got under her. We'll see how it sounds. You know, like, you know, sometimes people who are very close to you know exactly what to say, like to irritate, Push you, know, you know? It's like sandpaper in your eye. You know what I mean? Like they know exactly, you know what I'm talking about? They know just what to say. you never heard of it. Mothers can do that. Fathers can do that. Yeah. Parents can do it. I could do it. People do it, right? So what does she say? I'm a So Rava says, she sent them a message. You know, she sent them a message. What was the message? What was the message? Ba'ahar yore da'aba. Stable boy of my papa. In other words, she first of all told him that you came from nothing and it's all because of me. You are nothing. You are a stable boy. That's the guy who cleans up the the That's refuge. She told yeah, she says. Really? You know, let's put let's, let's 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 be real. You know, the reason that you're in your position of political power is because you were the stable boy of my father, and my father was Belshazzar, who was the head of per, Persia or Iran. I don't know. I'm not sure which one, but. I think it was, I think it was, uh, it was Buville, Bell Shatza was Buville. But the bottom line is, you're only there because of me. You know, you ever meet people who, I hope there's nobody here like that, but do you ever meet people who are really wealthy, but it's not their money. It's their in-laws' money. It's all the in-laws' yeah. money. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and then, like, not, you know, so, so just be careful with what you're saying, you know? So then she says, so number one is you came from nothing, so what the heck are you doing? And then she says, Abba alfa shasiv Rove. You know, my father could drink the equivalent of a thousand people and did nothing. Right? And you drink just a little bit, and you're out of control. What kind of man are you? Now, when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking of you know. Again, I'm not saying I'm right, but in my vision, it's like there's always these these bad women who are in Hell's Angels, and they're like you know getting everybody going a little bit. <laughs> I was watching uh, 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 what's his name Tucker Carlson two nights ago. A guy. She's not Jewish. Punk news. Nice. Yeah, but he had this black woman, Candace oh, Owens. Owens, on. Yeah. And ooh, we really know the news here. This is crazy. So, and Candace, she started ragging, ragging, and she's right, on Dr. Biden. And, you know, like, what kind of wife, what kind of wife sends him out and wants him to be in the next election? I mean, what kind of woman does that? Because typically, women, an average, an average wife doesn't do that. She protects the husband, right? And she's put these these as she called them monster, monster women. That's what they do. What is this guy? What is what's she doing over here? She's like inciting him, and he's drunk. Remember, he's he's plastered, and she won't go out there naked like he wants and all of his friends. This is all because God wanted Esther to become. Esther to get involved. That's what was going on over That's here. That's a major power play. Oh, yeah. That's what That's happened. A major power so he says, cut her head off, but he didn't <coughs> say it. First, he goes to the Jews. The Gemara has the whole thing. I don't want to do it right now because I want to get to the next area. But the, uh, the he didn't know what to do. because <laughs> First of all, he was he probably wasn't so smart. The Gemara says, whether well, he's smart or not. But he was certainly drunk. So he went to the chachamim, but the chachamim knew that if they would say, the gemara says that they go to the Chachamin, the Chacham said, the guy's going to wake up from his, his. You know, if we say don't do anything, he's going to kill us because we have no respect for his honor. What are you talking about? The wife disses him, and they come to, and the, and the king comes to me, and I say, don't do anything. They'll cut our heads off, and if we decide to kill her, right? When he gets out of his, you know, drunken stupor, he's going to say, "What? What did you do?" So, what did the Jews do? What do you do? What do you do? What did the Chachamim do? Well, they was very smart what they did. What do you think they? What did they do? You remember? Anybody remember? They, they said, beauty pageant. That's no, what they said. no, no, no. That came later. That was the result of what do we do after she's killed, and she uh, was killed by Haman's advice. That was Haman's advice. So was the, the beauty killer. pageant was after. That right? was after. What happens is the chachamim knew they were in a in a in a bind. <laughs> so they said something which is truthful. They said something truthful, not a lie. Lie is bad. You can't lie to people because eventually you get caught. They said, listen, you know, we're, we're in an exile. We're in exile. We, we're not ourselves. I mean, I mentioned this last week. Well, the reason we don't do Nasiat Kapayim. No, I didn't say it here. I said it a different share. We don't do Nasiat Kapayim daily. The farer do. We don't. We what is, only... What is that? Uh, the Kohan. Oh, the... Okay. We, we, we only do it on the high holidays. Why don't we do it every day? Why not? Because we're not happy. We don't have simcha, we're not happy. You have to you're supposed to be happy when you're doing a kapayim, And we say that if you're in exile you can't be happy. How can we be happy? We have an
1: economy.
0: Yeah, but we don't do this. That's what I'm saying. We don't do it because we're not happy. We're not well, okay. The Sephardim say it's okay. We say it's not. But that's the that's the concept. Being in exile affects us, whether we recognize it or not. Sometimes we don't affect. We don't realize we are in such deep exile that we don't even think we're in exile. We think that we own the United States of America. We don't own anything. In two minutes, they could take us and throw us the hell out of here. And they certainly can be anti-Semitic. And in two minutes, we could be thrown. uh, Whatever, we all, I think that in the year 2023, I think we all know that, or at least we should know that. So they said to Cheshireh, listen, you know, we don't have stability. In order to be able to be a wise person, you need to have Yishuv You need stability. You know, there's a big difference between when you're working on Wall Street and you just lost 35% of your, all your money, it's not the same as when you're sitting in the bahamas I, know, I should say bahamas i've never been there it's not the same as being in yushalayim and sitting under the you know by the coat no. we don't have Yushavadas. and therefore we can't answer that question go to the arabs ask them that's what they say, like. go to go to go to Midian. go to them Let them decide what to do. And he did. He went to Haman, and Haman said, off with her head. So the next Gemara, let's let's read this, is the Gemara that I touched on last week about the two opinions about Mordechai. What were the people thinking about Mordechai? And there were two various opinions about him. So, because this is one of those things that I don't think... Are you guys cold? Okay, good. This was, I think this is a Gemara that most people don't know about. A lot of people know, like, uh, the tail. Everybody, I mean, a lot of people know that she grew a tail. But this Gemara is a little bit unusual, and I just want to read it for a minute. It's the same bar. So the Gemara says, Amar yeah. Um, Ama Rav, Nachman. Rav Nachman, said, Mordechai, Mordechai had a lot of yichus had a lot of yichas, and people were talking about his his heritage. It was like, you know, it was a discussion. Where is he from? It was like, you know, who is he? He's like, he's new on the field, and he's saving us. Who who exactly is this person? Amar Rabbah Bar Yeshua Ben Levi Aviv Bin Benjamin. You should know that from one side, he was from Benjamin, and his mother was from Yehuda. All right. so he's got... Both sides. You know, Binyamin. The base Hamikdash is just built in Binyamin, but it's in the but it's in the area of Yehuda, and the people are like proud that they're, you know, lucky to be. He's from the tribe of Judaism, a family, you know. Okay. Rabbanan said that even the families were arguing with each other, like like which what really brought him to about. The families from one family would say, "I came uh, that he he came from us, from that that was the family of Shimon Ben because David Hamelch didn't kill this person called Shimon Ben So the people from the family of Shimon, uh, uh, the fam- people from from David, were so happy and so proud that their family didn't get rid of David um, of, of 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 Shimon Ben who in turn. Is the ancestor okay? And Binyamin says, oh, whatever they're all like trying to take credit for this great savior of the Jewish people. That's one approach. But then you have another approach, and that is that the Jewish people were saying, "Rumah asli Yehuda, Yehudi, look at what this stupid Jew. Look at it. We got trouble." We got the Jews, and we have trouble from them. And look at what the Benjamin, the, the person from Benjamin. You know, it's like the Jews were looking at him and saying, "This person, he's going to get us all killed." He's going to get us all killed. Ma'asli Yehudi. What you know? What did one we said? Look at, look at what this Jew did. What was the? What was the? What was his negativity? What was that? What's that? Let's read it. Next stop. The that uh, it should have been that uh, David should have killed Shem Ben-Giri, and therefore there would be no Mordechai because Mordechai went to Mekanei Bay Haman. He made trouble because he made Haman upset. You don't do that. You hide when you see Stalin walking by. I remember
1: when Ariel Sharon went to the coat and it caused the whole riot. Do you remember that, in the early 2000s? I
0: don't remember that. Before but, he was even what, prime minister. He just went, he was campaigning, and he so went what do to the Which way do you go? He went Which to way do you go? go. So, so to, the Gemara diamond. says that the people the people were really upset with Mordechai. We spoke about this last last week. He felt, how could you go to such a party? How could you bow down to Haman? How do you, how do you stomach anything of this I've had today? with the boys, it was very interesting. I asked the boys, like, uh, if they have a problem with killing Amalek. Fair question. I said to him, I have no problem killing out Amalek. But I said, do you have any problem? So one kid said, he doesn't understand what's the difference between killing out Amalek and what the Arabs want to do to kill us. That's what he said. Interesting. So I, I, uh, it's not interesting. Sad. That's the, that's the influence of the secular Western world, I believe, into our culture. That we could even question, you know, about maybe the Arabs have a point. Not that they're right, but from their point of view, they're not wrong. which is sinister, sinister, you know. And so then I started explaining to them a little bit about how in Islam, there's two parts, two major parts of Islam. There's the Sunni and the Shia. And that both believe that the Jewish people should be protected unless, because we believe in Musa, which is Moshe. they, They believe unless we do things that are, which are, contrary and it's only a new new phenomenon of extreme islamic perspective but i said i said i asked them this question if you could go in the movie back to the future right you remember the movie back to the future nobody remembers the movie? No, so make believe that it was real back to the future which means that the person knew for sure what's going to happen, right? With no doubt, right? No doubt. And you're the uh, babysitter for little baby Schicklebluber. Your right? Little baby Hitler. And you're the babysitter. And you know, I mean, you know. That he is going to cause the demise or the death of seventy five million human beings. Would you kill a baby? You know, we we're not talking about where you speculate that this kid's got a bad temper or something. Like that. You know, there's nothing to talk about. That is Amalek, right? That that's what it means: destroy Amalek because they're gonna destroy you. You know, that's what's gonna happen. They're evil people. But let's say you knew that you knew that this baby, this baby. I was going to say baby Jesus, okay? Maybe baby Jesus also, but for sure we're talking about how the you know Hitler in World War II, you know, would you kill him? And I said I would in a moment I would strangle without the baby. Without hesitation. Without hesitation. If, you, know, so you could say that maybe if without Hitler they would still be killed, but I don't believe that. I believe that he was the instigator. And the, every without him, there would not have been a Holocaust. You know, so I'm just saying. But he killed eighty million people, seventy million, whatever the number was. Shockingly, I couldn't get any. I only had I had two boys that agreed, and the English teacher was arguing with me like really, really strongly that it's it's amoral to kill a baby. And I said, it's nah, amoral baby. except for killing. And I'm like, monster baby yeah but it was just an interesting phenomenon how you could see it entering and that's what was going on over here what how could that? we not go to the party the vatican i gotta tell you oh this i don't care i don't care where is this <laughs> i don't know how you can go to the vatican i don't understand Presidency. how do you go to the vatican and and give them honor the hell with them They could dropped that yeah what about by Like who's no no so first of all we're talking about prophetically yeah but you, they, they didn't know that small would eventually i mean the angels at least knew that he would eventually make them yishmal wasn't is not under the category of amalek to be killed
1: no not as an amalek but the
0: fact that we learned from him that we he wasn't killed despite what his Yishmal would forever be against. And so, Jude, so why not no, kill oh, him then? You, oh it's a good point you sh, uh, from what i understand amalek is a different is a different bria amalek is is evil that needs to be eradicated from this world. So the you know, the question you could ask, which is a fair question, is so the why God? Why did God allow an individual called Amalek to come into this world? Okay, altogether. Now the Gemara, by the way, in Sanhedrin is a very interesting story about how Amalek is born. Anybody know the famous story? I'm not supposed to. it. Yeah. Do you remember the story? Yes his mother his grandmother wanted to convert right yeah, yeah. timna timna wanted to convert to judaism and avram was always into converting right avram was always in converting it seems as though they did they disappeared after avraham under yitzhak's watch but under avram they all were, he was converting everybody right that's what it seems to say she went to Avraham and obviously Sarah and he wouldn't convert her so she said I'd rather be a servant under in, in the house in Abraham's house ha- you know, the larger household, which means under Esav, I'd rather be a servant under Esav, a Pelegish under Esav, not a servant, a Pelegish under Esav than to be a princess in if I I think she was in Egypt. But wherever she was from, she was then being a princess. And Hashem said, because of that the Jewish people were punished, which is a very strange story because, because you would think that Abraham would convert her unless he saw something there that really bothered him, right? I mean, which there must have been something there because he she ends up being the father, I mean, the mother of Amalek, which is bad in its essence and, and everything about it. But I think that that's the major difference. Yisshmal is by Hashem where he is. A Russia today. Again, we don't know who's Amalek. But if you see somebody who is a, you see somebody doing something wrong, a Jew that's doing something wrong. You know, you don't. Amalek perceive it. as too. What? Amalek could be a Jew. No, no, Amalek cannot be a Jew. Can't be because it's. Yeah, Amalek. that's
1: what I thought. It's a whole different.
0: So it is ten up. Do we have a little time for like a couple more little things, or are we stopping in here? You if you'd be in my class, you'd want to go home already, no, an hour ago. <laughs> bowling, we went bowling today. But they didn't, they were all wearing yarmulkes today. They wore the yarmulkes bowling, that's a big thing. It took a long time to get that going on. So let's go further. But there's an interesting question about how we look at it. I have no problem getting taking a knife and sticking it straight through the heart of an Amalek person. Or certainly Hitler or Stalin, I mean, you know what I mean, nothing. There was a little bit of uh, woke influence, you know? Well, just, did you, did you, did you I find you it think. interesting that they had, like,
1: the week the week of hate or whatever, right around this time of year? I
0: don't find it. I don't, I, I yeah, don't know what that, like that was. It's like descendants of a Yeah, maybe, maybe.
1: around, around now.
0: Was yeah. it even Shmuel who killed Agadim here? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's Shmuel. You, who, you think you're, uh, the Tzaddik the, the That guilty. is the Tzaddik. Right. right. I mean, you'd say that, oh, he's not going to be the one
1: to kill, but, like, when it's got to be done, it's you got to do it.
0: it. Yeah. Um, so I'll just read rabbi. some what? The
1: old rabbi came
0: in. He came in and cut his head off. So now we're gonna. By the way, just you have to remember the David Hamelech's sword had engraved in it the words, the letters Yud Hey Vav Hey, in the sword, because when he would kill somebody, it was a mitzvah. You know, he was doing it as a mitzvah. The same shemaim. Well, this is like a whole story that. What happened to the Jewish people that we used? To, if you read Navi, you hear, but you read about people who were Gibbon, They were, they were warriors. They were strong, and then something happens in Jewish history where we become very weak and we become a little bit more docile. And then when Mashiach comes, we're fighting the war of Gog and And that's one of the reasons that you needed to have you need to have Mashiach Ben Yosef who. You know, brings that back to the Jewish people, you know. Rough cook type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, now, just a few minutes quickly. Rab Nechemiah Omer Hadassah Shemo. Her name was Hadassah. But we don't call her Hadassah. So, Rab Re- Nechemiah says her real name was Hadassah. Balaam Nikra Esther. Why was she called Esther? Esther. Everyone calls her Esther. Because the uh, the used to call her Esther, which was a um, a Persian name meaning star. Mm -hmm. So that was like you know calling her Michelle. That's what Esther was. So interesting. The saviors of the Jewish people don't have Jewish names, right? Moshe Moshe. Mm -hmm. is not a Jewish name, right? Musa and Esther. Is Babylon is is, is, is Persian. Ben Azay Esther now so Ben Azayim says Esther we know this but I just felt it's worthwhile. Esther lo she wasn't tall. Below she wasn't short. El abein in his Kadasa she was like a, like a, yeah regular, regular. Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, Omer, Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha said, by the way, Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha is Rabbi Akiva's son. Because he had a, Rabbi Akiva had a nickname that he was called the Karcha, the bald one. The bald one. Because he was bald. Now, Kabbalistically, being bald is a good thing because you're supposed to cut off the weight. All the clippers, you know. But, but, Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha Rabbi Yeshua, the son of the bald one that is ready to the son. So he says, the famous line, She was really like, she was sickly looking. She was, she was green. green. She's like In the 90s. And the Gemara yeah. says, yeah. But God made her attractive. You know, what does that mean? Everybody finds their wife attractive. Uh, well, the Hasidim. <laughs> now, this is true, and it's based on halacha. The chassidim, the women shave their yeah, head, okay? Yeah. The reason behind that has to do with right. halacha, you do not have to do that, but they do it for a okay? Bold women, for some men, is just not attractive. <laughs> Obviously, the Hasidim find it attractive. So you see over here that there's, when it says that she was green, but she had a chutz Because chesed. Because really, cause, cause, that's what we're talking about. Because what's a chutz chesed? What, you know, there's a famous, I'm going to ask you a kasha, I'm going to tell you the terrors, and you're going to love it. Okay? Go back to Barashas. This is a legitimate, this is a legitimate question that if you don't ask, then you're not, I'm not being negative on anybody, but if you could think that you're not taking it so seriously, okay? Yeah. Do you remember (laughs) that it says that Avraham? Guys, guys, I'm in fifthly back, I'm back in the morning. Do you you remember it says that Avraham has his wife Sarah? And Sarah, he puts her into a he and he's going away. And then he says, Atayadati. He saw he saw her reflection. Remember that? He saw Avram sees her reflection in the water. And the Pasuk says, Atayadati, now I know. Ki isha that you're an attractive woman. Right? Do you remember this, Pasuk? Did anybody remember this? He leaves, he's leaving, he's running away and he comes to the area of, of Abimelech, right? And he see, and he's, with, he's with Sarah and he says, Say to the people that you are my sister, right? Avram says to Sarah, tell everybody you're my sister. Why did he want to lie and say that? Although there's a thing, he's not a sister because it was really his niece. But the bottom line is, why was he doing that? Because Rashi says that he saw her reflection in the water. And he had never seen her reflect. He, and she was always seeing as He never saw her. I
1: thought it was because he didn't want them to rape her or something.
0: Yeah, but why, but why? But that's, he didn't, he was afraid that they would kill him. In order to rape her right. to get her okay right. but but well, but he said the reason I'm nervous now is because now I know that you're attractive. So let me ask you a question. What does that mean now I know you're not you're attractive. So when you're in your ship, they tell you that she always had a veil on or something. But anybody who's married knows that she didn't always have a veil on. and we'll be real from now. We're not gonna uh, be uh, elusive to anything you know, we're going to be real from under the chuppah, the halacha is that the Adim have to see the face of the woman. Right? And the chassan has to see the face of the woman. So Avraham Avinu had to see her face at least one time. That's not true. She had to see him all the time. Because Kim, that's not the way you live. But, but, so I'm asking the question, what does that mean? I now know that you're an attractive woman again. Rashi Maybe he said. saw her naked or something? I don't know. Well, first of all, first Maybe of all. Maybe that's what Usually they're standing outside when this happens in front, of, but but, but he was living with they had babies. Do I have to explain to you where babies come from? <laughs> Can you do me a favor? I don't want to. I'm too tired. Can you explain? To me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because there was a, you know, I, mean, I right. think. I, the kids the kids so I'm asking you a serious know. question in a different way. Didn't a, have a baby yet. It doesn't matter. They're married. They're right. So days. I'm asking a question. What does it mean that, I mean, really, if you take the Torah seriously, then what does it mean? I don't that he said, I don't, I think you don't believe me that it says it. Yeah, give me a, you hear the question? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm making what, it off. What I want to understand what does that mean? It's in Lech Lecha, if I'm not mistaken. I want you know where it says it about. He knows it by heart, probably. Okay, this is such a it's such a nice. When you see this, you're gonna you're gonna love it. Oh no, where is it? Imri no Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, here it goes. I'm gonna read that. When Moshe when Avraham is close to Egypt, Sora Ishto, he says to Sarai his wife, He ne no Yodati, behold, I know Ki Isha Yifas Mara At. I know that you're a pretty woman. And when the Egyptians see you, and they find out that you're my wife, they're going to kill me, and they're gonna, they'll live with you. So therefore, so say you're my sister, and they'll take care of you. Uh, let's see over here, just one second here. Uh, number 11. Yeah, he said to his wife, See now, I have known that you're, a beauti- you're beautiful in appearance. Okay, let's see if he says over here. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 One second. Where's the cinema? Does it say here? See, he doesn't quote Rashi. So let's read the Rashi together. He Okay, see, our scroll is smart enough that he doesn't quote this Rashi. <laughs> Rashi. I'm reading it to you now. Medrash it's From the Medrash. Ad Akshav Lo Until now. I'm going to translate the exact words. Lo He didn't recognize her beauty. Mitok Tzniyashem Vishneham. Because it's Tzniyash. So he didn't know that she was attractive. But Akshav Hikerba Ayudeh Maisa. But now... He recognized because of the mice. What was the Mysa? That he saw her reflection. What does it? You're married, right? Do you know what your wife looks like? Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Very proud of you. Okay. So, what is it? What's the shot? So, the girl asked the question, and the girl has such a beautiful, beautiful answer What is beauty? What is beauty? These people who are living with the with the women with the lips or whatever. Or let's go different. Let's not be racist. People who are married to Albinos, right? In uh, Aborigines. Aborigines are white, am I right? Or am I confused? No, no black. Aborigines they're black, are so that means Albinos. So I don't mean that. I mean, so I mean, that. Yeah, I mean or Scandinavians from the northern part it. of Friesland. The northern part of of, of Scandinavia is like a white, the skin is very, very light. I don't know, maybe some people find it attractive, but I don't find it to be attractive because it's too much, you know, too light. Okay? Good, fine. So, what does that mean? What's attraction mean? What does beauty mean? So really, beauty is not just physical. Beauty is also the relationship building together. That, so when you're with somebody and you love the person and you started, you were married at, um, there was a famous, again, we're dealing with schmutz today, so what can I tell you? There was a, there was a, a, a group of men that decided to call themselves instincts, in, 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 insects, the beetles. Mm. They, they decided, it's crazy thing if you think about it, <laughs> that these bunch of people decided to call themselves in, insects. You know, like I would have called myself the Lions, right? Right, <laughs> or the Gorillas. No, the Beatles, the bugs. Monkeys. It's just an interesting, it's an interesting monkeys. thing. The monkeys. But anyway, the monkeys. okay. But interesting. I'm just mentioning ours. So, so these guys decide to make a band, and one of their big hits is "Will You Still Need Me?" Will Will You Still Love? Me? When I'm 64, will you still love me too long? You, no, that's not the Beatles. Not the Beatles no, will you still need me? Will you <laughs> st- still feed me when I'm 64? In other words, as you get older,
1: yeah.
0: you know, the body falls apart, you're not as handsome as you used to be, she's not as attractive. She's always attractive. That's why you can't put this out. They're always, (laughs) the wife only gets more attractive as they get older. But the point is, the point is, what is attractive? It's not just physical look. It's sharing experience. It's how do you know that your wife is attractive? when it's the chesed that she's been, for the last 20 years, she's been working with Tom Shabbos, and you're just awe-inspired by her, or the way she raised your children, or the way she makes your house. How do you know if it's really, that she's really that pretty, or there's like this chutz chesed around her, which is causing you to be attracted to her? I once, I once spoke to a psychologist who told me he's probably right that people very often will see part of what they think they look like in the in the image in the face of their mate whatever they might be off but that's what they there might be something there you know so how do you know the truth that whether she's really attractive, or whether this is not it's not that she's like Miss America, it's rather um, Miss Indonesia or but <laughs> or this is really all the chesed and all this stuff and all the unity that we've been together. How do you know? You don't. Know. It's really a combination of everything. And today's a little different maybe because we have we have all, you know, different medium that you could see other people, but the gross said that's a pshad over here when it comes down to life and death and mohammed takes out his uh, ahmed the egyptian has his uh, has his sword you know and if this woman is biologically attractive physiologically really attractive then you're going to be in big trouble then you can get clear and make that clear perspective. Is she really attractive? Or is it really, she says she's a little attractive, but it's really all the chesed and all the kindness. And that's when Avraham said, no, you happen to have a lot of chesed, and a lot of you know tzadekis, and that's what attracts me. But you're also, you're pretty. Because the sword was right there. That's what the girl says on that. That's why he knew at that point. Until that point, until the life and death situation, you don't really have that one hundred percent clarity, because it could be that she's just like you know, you know, just you walk into the same music, you know. She's just isn't it? Yeah, isn't it interesting? I, I, so, according to the Gemara, Esther didn't have it. She was a tzaddikah. She had the chushal chesed, but she didn't have that that Esther had. She didn't have that. Whatever. Isn't that interesting? That the problem is we take these midrash and we don't we don't think about it because that's the type of question that a first grader would ask. I don't understand how could how could Abraham not know if his wife was pretty because he never saw her. How many people do not like that shot?